Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This discussion, then, will be on chapter 19 of Genesis. Genesis chapter 19. And I'm going to be using, again, the Joseph Smith translation, as usual. Verse 1, And it came to pass that there came three angels, or messengers, to Sodom in the evening. And Lot sat in the door of his house in the city of Sodom. And Lot, seeing the angels, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. Remember that this um, that these are men, not angels. But before they lay down to rest, the men of the city of Sodom compassed the house round, even men which were both old and young, even the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in unto thee this night? Bring them unto us that we may know them. So this is the, they're having, um, to know is used both in Hebrew and English in this kind of context as a euphemism in place of a sexual word. Verse 6, And Lot went out of the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, between brethren, do not so wickedly. Lot tries to talk the people out of doing their wicked deeds. Uh, I'm going to skip down to uh, verse 9 and come back a little bit, because this is out of sequence a little bit. Joseph Smith translation changes the sequence of scriptures a little bit. Uh, verse 9a, And they said unto him, Stand back, and they were angry with him. And then verse 10, and they said among themselves, this one man came into sojourn among us, and he will needs now make himself to be a judge. Now we will deal worse with him than with them. Wherefore, they said unto the man, we will have the men and thy daughters also, and we will do with them as seemeth us good. Now this was after the wickedness of Sodom, and Lot said, behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, plead with my brethren that I may not bring them out unto you. And ye shall not do unto them as seemeth good in your eyes. For God will not justify his servant in this thing. Wherefore, let me plead with my brethren this once only, that unto, unto these men ye do nothing, that they may have peace in my house. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. So in the, in the King James Version, it makes it sound like um, uh, Lot was willing to give up his daughters, but here it says no. Uh, he's saying no. Now I'm going to go back to nine, verse nine, which is in the King James in the Joseph Smith translation, verse fifteen. And they were angry with Lot and came near to break the door. Now the people of Sodom and Gomorrah engaged in grievous sexual sins, but these sins, while severe, were not the only sins for which the cities were destroyed. In Ezekiel it says, "Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom." Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. So their their main sin, even though they did have sexual transgressions, they also forgot or didn't help the poor and the needy. And that's 
more severe than anything, and that's the reason that they were destroyed. Back to the King James Version, verse 10, uh, still using the Joseph Smith Version, though. But the angels of God, which were holy men, put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house unto them and shut the door. And they smote the men with blindness, both small and great, that they could not come at the door. And they were angry so that they wearied themselves to find the door and could not find it. So the house becomes invisible, basically. They can't find the entrance to the house. They can't see it to be able to get in to get Lot and his family. And these holy men said unto Lot, Haste thou any here besides thy sons-in-law and thy sons' sons and thy daughters. And they commanded Lot, saying, Whatsoever thou hast in the city, thou shalt bring out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great, and their abominations have come up before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. Now remember that Abraham uh, is also going to be uh, become a great nation, and he can't have this city that's so close uh, be in proximity to his family to cause any corruption to them. So this is another reason why they're being destroyed to protect Abraham and his family. In the Genesis account, it is clear that the people of these two cities have become extremely immoral, engaging in homosexuality and other abuses, but the prophet Ezekiel gave greater insight when he said what I read earlier. James said that pure religion was to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Sodom and Gomorrah not only had partaken of the filthiness of sexual immorality, but also had rejected their fellow men in need. Verse 14, And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. So they don't, they don't believe it, and they're not going to leave. And when the morning came, the angels hastened, hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the angels laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto them, and they brought them forth and set them down without the city. Members of the church need to influence more than we are influenced. We should work to stem the tide of sin and evil instead of passively being swept by, along by it. We, we each need to help solve the problem rather than avoid or ignore it. Now remember that when Lot took the... His choice of land when he and Abraham separated and he saw that it was more fertile uh, toward the river Jordan and that's where they went was to a place near Lot near Sodom and Gomorrah and remember initially that they had camped outside the city uh, but their tent was toward the city and eventually they ended up inside the city verse 17 it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad and they said unto them, Escape for your lives. Look not behind you, neither stay you in, in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest you be consumed. And Lot said unto one of them, O not so, my lord. Behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil overtake me, and I die. Behold, now, here is another city, and this is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. O let me escape thither, and may the Lord not destroy it and my soul shall live. And the angel said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything until thou, ha thou, become, thou become thither. And the name of the city was called Zor, which means a little thing. Therefore the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor, and the Lord did not destroy Sodom until Lot had entered into Zor. 
And then when Lot had entered into Zor, the Lord reigned upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah. For the angels called upon the name of the Lord for brimstone or combustible materials, especially sulfur and pitch and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And thus they overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that, that which grew upon the ground. But it came to pass when Lot fled, his wife looked back from behind him and became a pillar of salt. The account of Lot's wife being turned into a pillar of salt has puzzled many commentators. Was this event a literal thing or was it figurative? There are two indications in the scriptures that the phrase looked back was an idiomatic way of saying she turned back or returned to Sodom. When warning the disciples of the destruction which was going to come upon Jerusalem, the Savior warned them to flee without delay, not even going into the house to get their possessions. Jesus said, and he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. He then admonished them that he who seeks to save his life will lose it, and he who loses his life will find it. Elder McConkie paraphrased those verses in these words, Look not back to Sodom and the wealth and luxury you are leaving. Stay not in the burning house in the hope of salvaging your treasures, lest the flame destroy you. But flee, flee to the mountains. Seek temporal things and lose eternal, thing, uh, and lose eternal life. Sacrifice the things of this life and gain eternal life. The implication is that Lot's wife started back to Sodom, perhaps to save some possessions, and was caught in the destruction. Most scholars agree that the most probable site of Sodom is now covered by the southern part of the Dead Sea, a body of water with a high salt content. If Lot's wife returned to Sodom, she would have been caught in the destruction. Her becoming a pillar of salt could be a figurative way of expressing this outcome. But whatever it was that happened to Lot's wife, it is clear that she perished. 27. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. And behold, lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God spake unto Abraham, saying, I have remembered Lot and sent him out of the midst of the overthrow, that thy brother might not be destroyed when I overthrew the city in the which thy brother Lot dwelt. And Abraham was comforted, and Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zor, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn dealt wickedly, and said unto the younger, Our father has become old, and we have not a man on the earth to come in unto us, to live with us after the manner of all that live on earth. Therefore come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. Remember, uh, Lot's, Lot's wife is now dead, and so the two girls are the only ones alive. And they think that because um, Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed, that maybe there's nobody else of their lineage or of their family line that's alive, and so they may justify doing this. We'll read a little bit more about the, the, the description of what's happening here. And they did wickedly and made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when, he, when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in and lie with him, that he may that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab, the father of the Moabites, the same which are unto this day. Now the Moabites also remember that in the story of Ruth, that Ruth was from the land of Moab. She's from she's a Moabite. 
So that's the, the origin of this family. 38, and the younger, she also bare a son and called his name Benami, the father of the children which are Ammonites, the same which are unto this day. The account of the incestuous seduction of Lot by his two daughters is a shocking one, but one which again illustrates that the Old Testament records the evils of the people as well as their righteousness. There is no way to justify the wickedness of what the two daughters did, although it may be better to understand when it is considered that the daughters may have thought that the whole world had been destroyed in the, in the Holocaust that befell Sodom and Gomorrah and that Lot was the only source of children left to them. Moses may have included this account in the record because it shows the beginnings of the Moabites and the Ammonites, two peoples that would play an important role in the history of the people of Israel. And that's out of the student manual of the Old Testament. I bear testimony that these things are true and that as we study the Old Testament, we'll gain a better appreciation for uh, God's dealings with his, with people and, uh, and that there was a reason here for Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction, not necessarily just that they were wicked uh, from a moral standpoint, but also that they didn't give to the poor and the needy. I bear testimony to this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.